the questions that Jesus asked. And so I, I don't know, I was, I was reading actually uh, through the epistles and uh, through the uh, gospels here too. And I was thinking about the things that we need answers to possibly sometimes. And, and so Jesus, I, I, Jesus asked uh, over 220 questions. Some he give answers to. Some he wants you to think about, whatever. In fact, in these two verses that I just read to you, there's four question marks. If you love them who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than than others. I mean, what, what good is that? It's good that you do that, but if that's all you do is just that, what, uh, what is it now? So I'm saying, I'm going to talk about questions. Um, if I don't change my mind, I'll be, I'll be on those questions probably to Christmas. Just uh, every, every the month when I'm in this. Amen. Luke chapter 6. I will, uh, I'll read there also, and uh, it's amazing, uh, I'll, I'll begin it reading at verse 31, Luke chapter 6 and verse 31 through 35, and as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them, what? them likewise for if you love them who which love you what thanks have you for sinners also love those that love them and if you do good to them which do good to you what thanks have you for sinners also even do even the same and if you lend to them which hope you to receive amen what thanks have you are ye, for sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. In other words, you can't lose. If you know you're going to get back what you, what you loan to them or lend to them or help them with, uh, what is that? It's, that's the way sinners do. Jesus was trying to tell you and I that we live in a higher plane. We don't just love, amen, people that love us. Amen. We, we've got to show, uh, amen. And we're going to look at these publicans and see what's these, it's not republicans too, you know, okay? But when Jesus was talking here in Matthew, and he was talking about the publicans, uh, he, he was, uh, he was uh, trying to talk about those folks that catch, catch is, it was the Internal Revenue Service. They, they come around getting, getting, your, getting your money, but they were getting it for Rome. And most of them would get more... Th- th- as, as, as they were willing to 
assess what you owed, they'd add to it, and that was their part. You know, Zacchaeus, we may talk about him sometime. Amen. Zacchaeus, uh, he, he already, you know what he'd been doing a long time. He'd, he'd made himself pretty well off. Amen. But he still wouldn't, he still wouldn't feel like he, he, he needed God, right? Amen. And we're going to look at the publicans where they're, they were Jews. Amen. They, but actually the, we would talk about the, uh, the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, they, they considered publicans worse than sinners. Many times you start reading scripture and we'll be reading some of them. It'll talk about the publicans and the sinners, publicans and the sinners, amen. They were hated by the Jews. They were considered the lowest class of people, lower, amen, and, and just, they were just, they're just people that, that they despise to even be around, you know. Amen. I want to read uh, Matthew chapter 9, and, uh, and the, I'll begin reading verse number 10. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 10. And it says it like this. Amen. And it came to pass, as Jesus said it, meet in the house, behold, many publicans, and sinners came and sat down with him and, and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master, not their master, but your master, with publicans and sinners? It's another question. I'll be talking with, with our tonight. Why is, why is your master, why is Jesus eating with publicans and sinners? And they, 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 were, they were astonished at that. Amen. He said at the table there, and, and uh, I, I suppose now, as, uh, as I could fully understand what was saying, the publicans, in, I mean, the, these Pharisees had nothing to do with the meal. They were just observers. They had to follow Jesus around so he could find fault with him. But they were observers and they wasn't sitting at meat, but Jesus was sitting there and, and that was far, far beyond their feelings of anything spiritual or godly or whatever. Amen. And while they were sitting there thinking about that, <laughs> could you imagine what was going through Jesus' mind? Now this is kind of the key to it. Pharisees were seeing sinners and publicans, which was, amen, they, they had to, uh, they had to add both of them in there because they felt like the publicans were lower than them. And Jesus was sitting there thinking, I'm going to make a disciple out of this Matthew. the writer of the epistle or the gospel here. Jesus, Jesus invited him to follow him and Matthew called all of his friends publicans 
and the sinners. That's all his friends were, publicans and sinners. Called them around and wanted them to sit at the table and listen to Jesus talk, minister to them. And see, all these questions, why in the world is Jesus sitting there? He's thinking about saving souls while they're they're thinking about condemning everybody. Hello. What's on your mind here? Amen. He's just, Jesus was just trying to reach he was, he was trying to pick some people out that would carry his gospel. Amen. In fact, Jesus spoke to tax collectors 17 times in his ministry. I, I mean, I don't think that, that doesn't mean a whole lot, but Jesus was always trying to reach for publicans and sinners. And uh, we want to just kind of think about that a little bit ourselves here and start thinking about, and I know, Lord, I hope I'm, you're, not, you're recording this tonight. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you this. I've knocked on doors so many times that I've almost got my knuckles there. It really needs God. Jesus knew this Matthew. Amen. That he was a he was one of the twelve. Because he knew down in his heart. Amen. You never know. If we can just if we could just pray until God gets a hold of a heart of a person, amen, you never know. Now you, I think, brother, headquarters, brother and Anthony talked about uh, this brother. I, I, I knew him. I, I've heard him preach before quite a number of times. He's dead now. The brother that was, he felt like his calling was the prison ministry. And he didn't matter how bad they were, he went and, and how many were here and heard him preach the other night. Amen. This, this is a testimony that truly happened that is shocked all the prisoners or all the prison guards and stuff when he got baptized and all these chains that they had locked him down. Amen. They all just fell off like that. All come unlocked. A, a, a triple murderer. I don't know how many times he was. He was, but he was a. He was one of the worst. He was due to be executed, and yet he wanted God. Amen. Someone said that prison was a good time for people to stop and think and have plenty of time to think, stop, stop and pray. And they are, they are uh, sometimes. Uh, Spiritually thinking, when they're we're in there, but uh, you, you know what? There's a lot of people walking the streets here, Amen. That also needs a little touch of God, Amen. 
Matthew, the 11th chapter. I'll be reading it verse number 16. I'm, I'm still on questions, but I'm trying to talk about the publicans and, and, and the lost. And it says in verse number 16, but whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like little unto children sitting in the market and calling unto their fellows and saying, we have piped unto you and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating or drinking and they say that he hath a devil and the son of man are to me. He said, I came eating and drinking and they say, behold, a glutton, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners for wisdom is justified by her children. Jesus let off a little steam there. But that's the way it is. Amen. They, uh, John came, and, and, uh, and, and they followed John for a while, you know, and then they, they accused him, you know. And then here, here's Jesus. He's, he's just a wine-bibber and a glutton. You, you can find fault with anything you want to find fault with. Amen. Whatever Jesus said or did, they could always have an exception amen, to whatever he had to say. But Jesus himself said to his hearers, amen, in verse number 17, and say, I have piped in you, amen, and uh, you've, uh, you've not danced, and so forth. Back to verse chapter 5, amen, in verse 17 and 18. It says it like this. Amen. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy it, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot, one tittle, amen, shall not in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Amen. You know, amen. Here's, let me just read some good speeds translation. Not one comma or not one uh, period, amen, will pass from the law. That's what Jesus said. Goodspeed said not one dot or an I or a crossing of the T. 20th century New Testament says not one stroke of the pen will ever come out, amen, the law until it's all be fulfilled. One commentary said it was, uh, it, it was not a yod. That means, amen, not one dipping of the pen, amen, would ever come from the law until it was all fulfilled. Amen. Jesus came to fulfill the law and he did everything, amen, to fulfill it. Not one letter, not one move, amen, amen, could would ever be changed in the law. This is why we are so, so staunch. Can I say it that way? So emphatic about the plan of salvation. Amen. Amen. Jesus came to fulfill the law and to give us a new testament. The Old Testament now was done away and the New Testament is 
the blood of Christ is the only thing that can save us, cleanse us from our sins. So Acts 2.38 was the day that the church was born. Or excuse me, Acts 2 was the day the church was born. And 38 is the, is the plan of salvation. And it will not cease until there won't be one jot or tittle. There won't be one change in the plan of salvation until all of the New Testament church is fulfilled. Amen, amen, praise God. And you say amen too, amen. Amen. Can we believe that? That's, that's, uh, you know, you, I've started to say something I don't, I'm not, should not say that, but, but there's, people can take this Bible and prove anything they want to prove. One, one man, he got up and preached, and one, he said, you can take the scripture here and scripture there or whatever you want to do. One man was talking about David slaying the giants and, and so and forth and telling about uh, Samuel beheading the uh, king of another country that Saul was supposed to take care of. And, and the Bible says, go ye therefore and do likewise. They, those don't fit together. But if you jump around, you can, you can, you can make John 3, 16 the only scripture that need, you need. Praise God. Amen. I want to look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 40, 43 now. Matthew 5, 43. We're talking about the questions and Jesus' answers that he was given to them. Amen. And verse 43 says, Matthew 5, 43 says, Have you heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself? We're talking about love now and friendships and so forth. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. And that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to, to rise on the evil and in the good, and send rain upon the just and the unjust. And if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brother only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? You know, in other words, the fifth chapter here is, is kind of, he been talking to us about, he been how that we are to reach, reach out to other people. Luke chapter 6 and 26, I, uh, I know that in Matthew and Luke, sometimes they are, they, they, they're, they read a little different, but they're the same stories. And uh, I'm going to uh, read a little bit. Luke, Luke chapter 6 and verse 
26 and 27. It says like this, Blessed is them that curse you and pray for them that which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not, amen, to take thy, forbid, forbid not to, for him to take your, your cloak also. Give every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Ooh, ooh. Ooh-ooh, yeah. Amen. That's a, that's a Christian, that's the way Jesus told us for, that we are to respond to people sometimes. And, uh, and I know, I, I know uh, we don't quite live up to that standard. Amen. St. John chapter 13. St. John chapter 13 and let's read 33rd through the 35th verses of that chapter. St. John chapter 13 and verse 33. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me and also I say unto the Jews, whether I go you cannot come so now I say unto you a new commandment I give you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one for another. Um, Jesus talking here uh, about, about the lost people and the attitudes that they have, publicans, what the publicans do and what the sinners do, but, but he's talking to us about what Christians are supposed to do, godly people are supposed to do. John 15th chapter. And I'll begin reading the ninth verse. John 15 in chapter, chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. This is when he's sitting at the upper room just before he is crucified. Amen. And uh, verse number 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that your, your joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater hell's love than no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friend. And ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants. The servant knoweth not what his Lord doth, but I have called you friends. For of all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. In other words, hallelujah. What a, what a relationship the Lord wants to be with us. God help me to see through his eyes, feel like he feels, understand what he understands. And somehow, uh, uh, act like he acts. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell a story that, that I, uh, I think I've told it before. I don't know for sure. But it has bothered me. It eats on me. And uh, 
you can't, you, you, in other words, you cannot draw back something that's happened like that. I was in a, I was in the Goodwill, okay? I was in a Goodwill store down here. Just walking around looking, looking. And I heard over in the next aisle or just over the, over the clothes, next place there, a man and a woman was talking. And now, you know, you know, how, you know how much clothes cost in, in a Goodwill store, a pair of pants? Three seventy-nine, I think it is, something like that. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I got found these two pieces, two pair here." He said they just a fit for me. And she said, "You can afford them. Just get one of them." And I heard that conversation. And a man that couldn't afford two pair of pants for three seventy-nine. And so I, I thought, you know, I just ought to, I ought to go over there and tell them. And I walked around, and they was had their pants going up to the checkout. And I didn't go up there and stop them. And I, I, I know there's a lot of things that ought to be haunting me and more, but that bothers me until this very day, to know that this. These people could not afford two pair of pants at that price. And it wouldn't ever faze me a bit for giving $4, you know, somebody. But it, it, it still bothers me. Because if everybody I suppose needed help, they probably needed help. If you ever if you ever been in situations where you felt like if I just had to do over I would do this, doesn't matter you know you but but you can't you can't redo something like that. You just can't do it. It's just it's gone, and it was my opportunity. Could have been selling them. Lord loves them. Need to, need to go to church or whatever. Could have struck up a conversation, and. Uh, what opportunities pass us by sometimes? And this is what Jesus is talking about here in all of this. He's talking about how that there's, there's people, and um, he's, not, he's not really praising any Pharisees, I can tell you that. We'll get to that maybe some other time. But, uh, but we, we, we miss opportunities many, many times that we could be of great help to the Lord. Amen. I'm going to flip a page here in, in, in John chapter 17. He's still sitting at the upper room. And uh, verses 25 and 26 says it like this. Amen. 25 and 26. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I know thee. And these have I known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them the name and will declare it that the love wherein thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Prayer. 
Jesus prayed and he concluded his prayer. Amen. Jesus prayed that his disciples, those 12 men, would be infused with the spirit that he had when he left. God help us to be the same. Amen. Praise God. Okay, Matthew 22. And uh, we'll kind of get back on the, our subject a little bit. Matthew 22. And uh, I will read verse 36. Matthew 22 and verse number 36 through 40. I'll back up to verse 45. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, what is the greatest commandment? And that is, you know, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy, all thy might. This is the first and the greatest commandment. Second is like it unto this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. That is a powerful statement. Amen. So here in uh, Jesus is talking to us about that. And we'll go back to chapter 5 and start again. I'm going to read the last verse in this chapter that we've been studying, talking about tonight, been reading about, but that verse 48. It says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You want to try to perfect yourself. Amen. Uh, basic English says it. Be complete in righteousness. Norrell's translation, this is a new one to me. Be spiritually mature in your actions. The Amplified Bible says, have, have reached to the proper height of virtue and integrity. Amen. So Jesus here in the fifth chapter, he's trying to, he's trying to, help them to perfect some things in their lives. Amen. Bakes breaks it down a whole lot, this whole chapter, from verse 3 to verse 47 into 10 different subjects that would perfect us in our Christian walk. He titled it, Bakes titled it, What Christians Must Be. And he starts with, and I'm, I know I'm talking about questions that Jesus asked or people ask Jesus questions. But here Dake says, he's just going to walk through the whole fifth chapter, and that's what I'm going to do right now for the next few minutes. Amen. Beginning in verse number three, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. 
and the Christian should be broken in spirit. Verse 4 says, Blessed are they that mourn, they shall be comforted. Dake says it, Blessed are the folks that's burdened for others. Mourning doesn't necessarily mean that you got pain somewhere yourself, but there's a something that burdens you for the needs of others. Brother, that's what we need. We're actually, all of us, I think, too healthy to really to, to, to feel for others sometimes. Please forgive me for saying that, but uh, think about it anyway. Thirdly, blessed are the meek. Amen. For they shall inherit the earth. The meek or the humble or the, amen, the submissive ones. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. That's the first commandment, the promise. Amen. Blessed are, number, it's verse number six, but blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the hungry and thirsty for righteousness. It's not blessed that person is satisfied and happy and want to rejoice, but those that feel like that there is a whole lot more that we can be and can do. Amen. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And number five, blessed are the merciful. For they're the ones that's going to obtain mercy. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. And maybe it might be changed from that to do for others what you feel like Jesus wants you to do. Am I making sense tonight? Amen. Number six, blessed are the pure in heart. I have no hard feelings. I have no hatred. I have no, I have no malice. I'm not, I'm not trying to run people off. I'm, not trying, I'm trying to save them. I'm not trying to, to shun people and, and tell them they're not worthy of God. Everybody should have a right and opportunity for salvation. God help us. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Now, I know a whole lot of people that's not peacemakers. They're peace breakers. But we're supposed to be peacemakers. Amen. Out there in Radio Land. Amen. Blessed are they which persecute you for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm just going to be a little antagonistic right now. 
I think Pentecostals are the only ones sometimes it feels kind of ashamed to be walking around looking like a Christian lady and a Christian man. Now, you, you say, uh, Brother Patterson, you should never said that. But there's a lot of people. Now, I just got through talking to a person two weeks ago. And I told her, God sent me to talk to you about your soul, about your life. You need, to, you need to get your life straightened up. She says, I am not willing to live like the Pentecostals. She has had the Holy Ghost before. And I let her know that God sent me there to tell her. Oh, God, help us. Amen. To whatever, whatever we go through. And, and, and please don't think that I said to all of you or any of you. I don't know if there's anybody here or not. But it is, a, it is a, I don't think a Muslim woman is ashamed of what she is. Because there's Muslim women wearing that, whatever you call it, all wrapped up and whatever, eyeballs sitting out. And the only thing they, they know how to do is to get a machine gun and see if they can kill somebody. Because they're not Muslim. You're an infidel and you need to die. That's what they feel. They, well, I thought they ought to be ashamed of what they wear. So I feel, you know, that that's, we have, a, we have, a, we have a, a, an ability to let the world see that we're different from the world. Amen. And yet we, we, we need to reach them. We need to reach them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed are them they that revile you. Amen. And persecute you and say all Say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Jesus addressing, this is, the, this is when he's starting out with the Sermon on the Mount. He's talking to his disciples, but he's talking to other people. It's there too, a crowd is there. But he was focused on the disciples. Amen. Amen. Joyfully. Hallelujah. Amen. Rejoice. And be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. They're already in heaven. We need, amen. We're, we're on our way. Praise God. 13, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. Don't lose your saltiness. Amen. Praise God. We are Christ's examples to the world. Jesus pronounced nine different blessings on people who produced the Christian attributes that he was talking about. Hallelujah. And here we are tonight. Praise God. And since I'm at it, let's just turn to Luke 14. Hmm. 
Luke 14 and uh, 34 through 35. Amen. Salt is good. Salt loves loves to save your word. It should be salted. It is neither good fit for nothing or fit for fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men cast it out. That the, and he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Praise God. Salt is preserving. We are preservers of this salvation. Matthew 5 and 14, through, and it's just part of the, part of the fifth chapter. Amen. We are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. Hallelujah. And what Jesus was saying that is that a Christian is the reflection of himself. You know, there's, a, there's some teachings that, uh, that uh, I think that sometimes I'm, I'm not completely uh, able to, to share and other preachers also that the Bible talks about God is the light. He's the light of the world. Not the sun. But the light that he's talking, referring to is that the spiritual light. Because when he says it's, he's the light of the world, he can enlighten the minds and hearts of people that somehow is so blinded. And you can open your Bible to some of your folks you work with sometimes and you can show them the scripture here. They ask you a question, you can open the Bible and show it to them. And they cannot see they cannot see what you read. They do not understand it. They can't see the thing. I remember, I remember some, oh, it's quite a number of years ago now that uh, I had a meeting. We had a meeting with uh, Brother D.L. Welch and, uh, and a couple of pastors here in the Dothan area and uh, these, these men were of a different faith, but they had to, uh, they had a debate with Brother Welch some years before that. And uh, when they uh, debated, it really rocked their boat enough that they came back to Dothan and said, uh, he, he, he debated them off in another, another, another city. They came back to Dothan and said, we're not going to go to bed tonight until we figure this out. And before daylight, that they, is somewhere around close to midnight when they got back, they studied the Bible up until about five or six in the morning. And they said, you know, Jesus' name baptism is right. It's the only baptismal form in the Bible. We're wrong. I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. So one of the preachers baptized the other preacher. The other preacher, he baptized him, preacher. Then he turned around and baptized him again because he wanted Jesus' name baptized, (laughs) baptized him. And they're preaching this oneness of God, Jesus' name baptism right now. Or they're dead now. But but, uh, but they, they, they could not see it. And they said, we can't see it. But we know it's Bible. It's in the Bible. 
but we can't figure out. And it's, it's, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Nobody was baptized in the Bible in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But they became spiritually enlightened. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I got a few more notes here, but I'm just going to kind of cut it short. Amen. Uh, I'll just, I will read, I will read Galatians chapter 3. I'll I'll mark some of these off. Galatians chapter 3. And uh, I hope that, uh, I really hope that you have gotten half as, interested in this as I have because I'm going to be talking about the questions that Jesus has asked most of the questions that Jesus asked and he had a purpose in asking questions he wanted an answer and many of the answers he was getting required him to become more uh, expository to, to them amen Matthew, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 23 uh, says it like this but before faith comes we were kept under the law shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we, we might be justified by faith but after that faith is come we no longer were under the schoolmaster for we are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus and all and as many as you that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, neither male nor female. You are all one in Christ. And if Christ be, and if ye be in Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and ye are heirs. Amen. According to the promises of praise God of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'll read one more passage. I've got two or three more passages I'll read, but let me just back up and read Matthew chapter 5 some more. Matthew chapter 5, and I will begin reading at verse number 20. Matthew 5 and 20 says, For I say unto you, they accept you, your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. And here Jesus is turning the tables now. It's the public and the sinners, public and the sinners. And that's what the scribes and Pharisees was. So Jesus said, your righteousness has got to exceed that. These folks is complaining. These folks find it fault. You have heard that it was said by them of old, thou shalt not kill whosoever killeth shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say, amen, to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, thou shall be in danger of hell fire. Amen. Verse 20 is saying, I'm saying unto you, verse 21, you have heard. Verse 22, but I say unto you, amen, so Jesus saying, you've heard this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, amen. 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 Verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gifts to the altar and rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, just leave your gift there 
before the altar and go thy way and first and reconcile to thy brother and then come and offer gifts. Amen. Amen. Get things out of the way before you amen, present yourself to the Lord. Amen. Agree with the adversary quickly while you're in the way, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee unto the judge and the judge deliver thee unto the officers and the officers cast thee in prison. Verily I tell you that you shall be no means, amen, come out thence till you have paid the, amen, the full price. I guess I could say it that way. Don't offer Don't offer yourself to God until you clean up your spiritual attitude, your spiritual sins, your spiritual failures or whatever. That's what, that's what he's really saying. That's the problem with lots of people. They, uh, they do not, well, they do not come clean with God. And if you don't come clean with God, you can't get nothing from God. Now, I got, I got some more lessons I'm going to teach, be teaching next, uh, next week, next month. Amen. But uh, I'm just feeling it, Brother Harrelson, tonight. But uh, those lessons are going to talk to us about amen, some of the things that Jesus was asking questions. And he was giving answers. Amen. The situation, circumstances. You've heard, but I'm telling you. You've heard, but I'm telling you. You've heard, but I'm, I'm telling you. That Jesus was basically, amen, more or less saying, uh, you've heard this question or you've heard this statement, but I'm going to tell you what, tell you what you do. Praise God. Shall we stand together? Amen. The Lord has a whole lot of things to say and sometimes when people don't think right, he'll ask, he'll ask the question so he can answer it. And uh, that's what I've tried to do in some of this tonight. But basically, I've focused upon the love relationship that you and I have with him and each other. That's what, that's what this lesson that Jesus asked the questions and gave answers to. Lord, I thank you for your word. May God tonight, Lord, that we recognize Lord, we're good people. I, 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 I love every person in this church, God. We're, we're precious people. We're Christians. We're born-again Christians, but Lord, there is still improvement in every one of our lives that we could be a better saint of God to you. And I'm asking you, Lord, to help us all be reminded sometimes of those things that we can do to show our love, God, to each other and to the world because it's just not that we love the saints of God. We love the lost too. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Lord bless you.